the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. A reading from 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs, and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servant and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield-bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." And that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Perhaps there is no greater Old Testament story than the story of David and Goliath. 
It is a familiar story that is told in Sunday school to the children, and yet it is admired by all, young and old. Now, the reason why this Old Testament story is loved by so many is that it is the typical story of that little guy taking on the big guy. Who doesn't like stories of the little guy sticking it to the man? And so every time we hear this story, it has a way of grabbing a hold of us. We are immediately captured and captivated when we hear about Goliath standing at some seven to nine feet tall with his bronze helmet, bronze armor on his legs, and a javelin. We can almost hear that echo of Goliath's laugh as he shouted out, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And we can envision David. We can envision his face as he speaks before King Saul. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. This Philistine shall be like that dead bear and that dead lion. And we can also imagine Goliath moving towards David on that battlefield, a seven to nine foot warrior, tall warrior, with 125 pounds of armor coming head to head with a ruddy and youthful shepherd who held a slingshot in his hand with just five rocks. Now, it is at this point that we should pause. Yes, we we should pause at this point and take note of what is happening in this story. In other words, we can do a great injustice to the story if we fail to realize what is occurring. Yes, this is a story between the Philistines and the Israelites, a great battle. But there's more to it. Yes, this is a battle between a prideful man named Goliath and, yes, a faithful man named David, but there is more to it. Yes, this is a battle between the human strength of mankind and God's power, but there's more to it. You see, if we only think about the story in the ways just mentioned, we actually fail. Yes, I repeat, we actually fail to consider what we learned last week in Genesis chapter 3. Take a moment and consider last Wednesday night's service and sermon and text. We read from Genesis chapter 3. And in Genesis chapter 3, the Lord God said that he would put enmity, yes, enmity, that is war, between the offspring of Eve and Satan, that serpent. Therefore, what we have before us in this story of David and Goliath is a great battle. It is a great battle between the seed of Eve and the serpent, that is the devil. That is to say, the Messiah that was first promised in Genesis chapter 3, and this Messiah was to come after that Genesis chapter 3 through the lineage of Eve. Therefore, what we have before us in this story of David and Goliath is a war. It is a war between the lineage of the Messiah and Satan who opposes that Messiah. It is a war between God's promise of Genesis chapter 3 and that serpent who wishes to undo this promise. Simply stated, David was a descendant of Eve. He was a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
that promised lineage of the Messiah was to come through David. Yes, David was a great-grandfather to Jesus, separated by some 28 generations. This is why we often refer to Jesus as the son of David. So what this all means is this. No David means no lineage of the Messiah, and no lineage of the Messiah means no Jesus. And no Jesus means no Christmas long ago. And no Christmas means no salvation for the world and that God failed to keep his promise of Genesis chapter 3. So, as we see, this skirmish between David and Goliath is not some local fight, but it is a cosmic battle. It is a cosmic battle, a war between the seed of Eve and the seed of the serpent. It is an epic collision of huge proportions between light and dark, between heaven and hell, between God and Satan. And what is at stake here in this story of David and Goliath is the salvation of mankind. So, as we know, Goliath was first struck with a stone in the forehead coming from David's slingshot. And then after falling to the ground, his head was cut off with his own sword. Now it is not clear, it is not clear whether the death blow was from the stone itself or from the sword. Perhaps Goliath was as good as dead when the stone struck him in the head and the sword finished him off. Or perhaps he was already dead and the decapitation of his head demonstrated absolutely that the giant was dead. Nonetheless, the Lord God sustained his promise of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, through his servant David, defeating Goliath. You see, dear friends, the Lord God, he kept his promise to you and to me by defeating Goliath and ensuring that Christmas would happen. The Lord kept his promise in the defeat of Goliath, and as we know, Jesus, the Messiah, was born in Bethlehem long ago. He was born to fulfill the promise of Genesis chapter 3. And like his great-grandfather David, Jesus did not appear to be much being born and placed into that manger. You see, as Goliath laughed at David, others also mocked Jesus, saying this, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Indeed, Jesus did not look like a mighty warrior. He held no deadly weapons in his hands as he went forward to face not Goliath, but Satan at Mount Calvary. And like David, full of faith, Jesus flung his mightiest stone at Satan himself. And that mightiest stone was himself the rock that fell from heaven to crush Satan's head. Yes, Jesus, he struck that giant serpent upon the head as promised. You see, Christ, he did this by hurling himself into death on that cross. Jesus, he let himself be crucified for the sins of humanity by shedding his blood. This way, he accomplished the promise. He made the devil powerless to hurt any of Christ's people. Because of this, yes, because of this, we can say that Satan is as good as dead 
because his head was crushed by Christ, the seed of the woman. However, Satan still withers. Indeed, he still withers, he still slithers as his head is under Christ's heavy foot. Indeed, Satan has been crushed and his head is under the heel of Jesus, but he is not entirely gone. You see, the final chop, that final chop of that sword will come at the end when the ancient serpent is cast into the lake of fire, that is hell. Then the devil will be eternally dead, never to return or trouble us again. Dear baptized saints, all of this, all of this is the Lord God sustaining and keeping his promise for you. Yes, for each and every one of you. To give you forgiveness, to give you life, to give you salvation. All of this is the Lord God keeping his promise to you, giving you victory over sin, death, and the devil himself. The stone, yes, that stone, it hit Goliath, and his head was chopped off. Christ has crushed Satan, and at the end of the day, his head will be chopped off as well. This is almost certainly true. This is the Lord God keeping his promise for you and for me, keeping a promise that he made long ago in Genesis chapter 3. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.